Hey guys in capes and rogues who are sneaky, it's been a while since we've entertained the geeky. <laughs> what are you laughing for, Jason? <laughs> that was just funny. That was funny. It's funny. Yeah. yeah, I got Jason here. It's, it's Roger and, and Jason. And Jason, and, hey, what's up? And it's been a while, a long while. We've hit hit a couple weird things. Life got a hold of us, but uh, as it does, it happens. Yeah, but we're back. Yeah, we're uh, we're ready to, to entertain the geeky again. I guess. I guess I don't know if the show was ever really that entertaining to the geeks out there. I think it was. I mean, well, you're you're really my target audience. Like when Chris and I thought the show it was Jason. I think it was. That, that it was, was, it was it. entertaining. I liked it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like <laughs> a lot of stuff's happening going on right now, and I want to hit the big stuff out of the way first, and just get the negative out of the way, and talk about this about this Owen Turtonwall. Go ahead. Owen Turtonwall guy <laughs> on, on the show. Um, big rant. This big magic player, uh, one of the best players in the world. Uh, won many GPs, top eights, just just in the Magic Hall of Fame. Like yeah. when you when you play Magic <laughs> and you become <laughs> and you become part of the wanting to be competitive, he's one of the guys you look towards. Sure. <clears throat> well, that fucker's banned. <clears throat> banned hard. I mean, it's, it's a good reason, though. Um, so, it's, like we just said, ah, he's banned. Right. No, no, it's, hold on. It's not like he was caught cheating, which he's been caught cheating in the past. As most All the greats have, have been caught cheating at one right. point or another. <laughs> They're not banned. He got banned uh, because a couple of women have come out and made claims that uh, he's very inappropriate. He's very... Uh, Aggressive, and I gotta be honest, I believe them. Oh, 100% (laughs) believe these women. Now, if you know me personally, there's a lot of times I'm like, Yeah, shut the fuck up, just just shut the fuck up. But this one here, when you start actually doing the research and you're hearing everything, it's not just Owen Turtonwall, like, apparently, there's this whole just best, best kept secret magic. and I really want to talk to the guys for a quick second. It's shocking to me. Yeah. That even something like this can... uh, No, it's not shocking. No, it's not shocking at all. It's not shocking at all. Like, 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 stop. Yeah. Okay? Magic is a field dominated by men. Men play magic. Boys play magic. It's... And I'm not here to talk about whether that's good or bad. That's whatever. Uh, Do I like seeing girls play magic? Yes. Do I like watching YouTube videos of pretty girls talking about magic? Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. You keep your mouth shut before I point out but, something obvious here. But <laughs> what they they don't play magic? No, <laughs> that you 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 have put, but, you have backed but, yourself into a corner but, where you uh, sound like them now. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> because where well, I'm like, hey, there's a pretty girl talking about magic. That's very entertaining to me. I'm not like, hey, girl, come ride, come tap this dick. I mean, I get it. You don't. You sit there. It's just, you sit there and stop. But the perspective on magic shouldn't be because they're pretty, right? Like that's what that's what I'm saying, right? You back yourself into this corner where your your interest in the female talking about magic is because she's pretty, and that's yeah. not okay. That's fine. It's not. That's it's fine. not fine. That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's called advertising for a reason. When I'm scrolling through YouTube and I see a pretty girl in magic, I'm gonna go, "What's this?" Like, sure. like, what's her name? Um, Felicia Day. When she talks about magic, I listen. I love Felicia Day. Felicia, uh, Felicia Day is amazing. But I love her because of her, you know, acting. And, yeah, and but she's comedy. also cute. Yeah, but but, but, but you, you're, not, you're not allowed to say she's cute anymore? Is that, is no, that I am allowed to say she's cute. You I don't, don't think she's I don't cute? particularly find her that attractive. What no. is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm weird, I guess. <laughs> but 
I enjoyed the Guild for all the years it was on. I freaking loved that show about the the group of people who play the World of Warcraft style MMO online, and then they meet in real life. And then they meet in real Which, life. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, not to mention the fact that she's she's playing Forrester on the you know rehashed Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yes, yeah, she is, and, and she was Charlie in Supernatural. She was Charlie in Supernatural. She yeah. is Charlie in Supernatural because right, yeah. that character's back in a weird sort of way. Well, the show never ends. They it gotta, will end. It's ending. Fifteen fresh, you know. Season fifteen, last season. Yeah, I'll believe it when it's but, actually the end. Hold right. on, no, no, we'll get back to that. Yeah, yeah no, um, stop being dicks. Agreed. Stop hitting on all these girls. They're there to play a game, but they're the same reason you're there for. Right. Play a game. Have some fun. Just because this girl shares your interests is not a free pass to, to smack her on the air. Exactly. Yeah. And then it gets even worse. Like, Owen Turtwell, apparently, it, it was like he would start dating magic players. And then when the relationship would end, he would keep sending them pictures and keep harassing them and keep. Uh, it just needs to stop, guys. Let's just stop. Let's stop doing these things. Just, yeah, play your game. Yeah. Enjoy the game. Let other people enjoy the game. I, when I go to magic, when I, when I was going to these big tournaments, I would right. hang out with my friends. Right. Who I went on the trip with. I would play some magic, eat some shitty food. Sleep in a really cheap hotel, yeah. enjoy my weekend, go home, a loser. But I never once thought of, I'm going to harass this girl who I'm playing magic against. Right, you've, you've tied this, I mean, this is all tied into a lot of things we've seen, right? Like out of the convention scene with yeah. cos- cosplayers. The whole cosplay is not consent movement, right? Like just because I'm dressed as Red Sonia, it doesn't give you a free reign to come up and pinch my butt. Right. It's not okay. Hey, if you want to pinch this Red Sonia's butt date her, treat her like a lady, and then when you get her behind closed doors, pinch her ass all you want. Yeah, I mean, There's steps here. There are steps that have been in place for hundreds of years on how to pinch role a girl's can butt. Role-playing can also be part of a healthy sexual relationship. Right. So, yeah, you can cool. do that. You can get your woman yeah. and put a costume on if she's into that. Just because you're a nerd doesn't mean you can't have geeky sex. It's do true. it. It's true. Man, I'm but you gotta, But you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta take all the steps necessary you to gotta, get to that point. You gotta first. buy at least three dinners. I don't want to go see a, a movie. Uh, you gotta, you There's the third date rule. The third date rule is where, like, like when you get to the third date, that's like when, like, the whole relationship I mean, turns to. I'm not saying you have sex. That's also a little sex. toxic too to assume. Yeah, I'm not saying you have sex on the third date. I'm saying after the third date, it's kind of like, well, this is gonna be a relationship right. or not. We We're just gonna need to assess this. Out. We're gonna figure right. this out. Yeah. The first two dates, you're like, do I like this person? We're the, getting to know each other. Yeah. Right? The first date is introductory. It's kind of what me and Jason are doing right now. The second date is is when you get into like the nitty gritty of who you are, and the third date is when you're like, "Do I like this person enough to let them see me in the morning?" Right, and that's really where it is. Do I like the? Do I do I feel comfortable enough with this person to to show them my vulnerabilities? So I want them to know that I want to pinch Red Sonia's ass. I mean, that's those are the. <laughs> Can steps I talk you, about that openly? Right, those okay. are the steps you I have to you. take. I got you. The, the, just because a girl is interested in the shit you're interested in, you know what that is? That's a great icebreaker. Sure, that's a perfect icebreaker. Right, like. Oh, you're dressed like Red Sonia. I love that comic book. Do you do you read Red Sonia? Right. Do you read it? Well, like, it's great. Like yeah. Like, like, like don't sure. insult her and say you don't know anything about Red Sonia because that happens. Oh yeah. Don't you see a girl don't in ma- sexually harass her because she's in a skimpy costume? You, you see a girl in magic turner. Don't be all like, well, your deck is just blah blah blah. You have a per- guys, guys, guys. Listen, we're giving you gold here. I mean, regardless of the compatibility of you know this, because honestly, I think. It's a lot. Everyone says, "Oh, you know, opposites attract." That's the. That's Fuck the, that. I, I agree that you should share some interests, right? But the point is, let this person share your interests too. Don't necessarily assume that they want to date you because they share those interests. No, but you have an icebreaker. Look, it's a lot easier if you're a nerd. It's a lot easier for you to go after a girl who's in the same interests as you are because you have that common ground than you trying to pick up a random girl at a bar. 
Agreed. Okay. Yeah. I don't. So, I don't like bars. Well, bars are terrible. Your 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 weird bars are awesome. That's where the alcohol comes. <laughs> you can get alcohol without the bar scene. Yeah, but I can't get that douchebag sitting in the bar looking at me at all. Yeah, I just can't get that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, guys, you have that icebreaker. Be nice. Be a gentleman. Oh. Fucking be you a know human what? being. Yeah, just just, just 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 pretend like that's your buddy. Right. That's all you got to do. Interact with other humans in a normal human way. Now, don't pretend like it's your best friend because there's some shit we do to our best friends that we shouldn't really be doing to our best friends. But pretend like they're your friend and treat them nice. And you'll find that these girls are these people. Yeah. We'll be more receptive to actually talking to you as opposed to you just going, uh, uh, uh. Right. I mean, that's You're, not something, that's not even something that is specifically gender related, right? Because there are, you know, there are awkward, nerdy men and there are awkward, nerdy women, right? And like, if the awkward, nerdy men and the awkward, nerdy men, women got in a room together, there'd be a lot of silence. Well, yeah, it's hard. Right? It's hard. I find that drugs help. Drugs help everything. Drugs help me interact with people in a, in a more sociable way. <laughs> I have, uh, you know, experienced moments in my life where I've been very antisocial, or been in a situation where I feel uncomfortable because I don't know anybody. Yeah, but did you pinch Red Sonny on the ass? No, I would never do that. I mean, so stop, guys. Yeah, yeah, Jason stop. wouldn't do it. Just stop. I wouldn't do it, and I'm the biggest and, dick you know. And, and this isn't even about just magic, right? This applies to everybody, right? Just because you're, uh, you know, a high-profile producer in the entertainment industry doesn't give you free reign to sexually harass people. It's not okay. Uh, we got to stop these things. These are these things are problems in our society, and and the fact that they can affect, you know, things that we love, things that we've always enjoyed. I don't play magic, but I used to play magic. Well, right? it's, it's more than just magic. Like this is coming out because obviously it's Owen Turton Law, and, right. and it's a, a magic it's a big prodigy. it's a big fucking deal yeah. in the magic community. It honestly, if anything, this should really shine a light on how I'm not going to use the word toxic masculinity, but how horrible the magic community is, not just towards women. But just how bad the professional scene is, how many skeletons are in those closets. I mean Right, I will use the term toxic masculinity like, because like, this man is a toxic well, man. Well it's more than just it's more, it's more than just <laughs> sexual harassment. It's it's like you got sexual harassment, you've got the bullying aspect, you have you have performance enhancing drugs. Sure. Like you've got all these things that really, if this was any other professional thing, yeah. would be a problem. Right. And we just look over it because these are guys flipping cards. Right. Meanwhile, think, Owen Turtle made three hundred thousand dollars. Well, no, and I think we're starting to see in our society some of these things getting taken a little more seriously from uh, from an organized sport type of level, right? Because the Olympics are talking about you know adding electronic sports into the Olympics, right? Right. Where esports because people playing video goal. games are gonna. Well, it doesn't matter. The point is. This is this we've we've come to a point in our society where we have to start treating these things as legitimate organized sporting functions. Once money's on the table, right? You're you're making a lot of money playing a card game. Yeah. Okay. Poker is making a lot of money playing a card game, but there's a lot of regulations. There's a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's a litany of regulations to uh, be a professional poker player. Yeah, the IRS comes knocking at least once a month. It's on your true. Day. It's, like, it's, it's a thing. So this is what I'm saying, right? Like we. I think if we start looking at these things more as the organized sports that they are, we can then regulate them a little better and have a lot more oversight when it comes to these kinds of harassment well, situations. The, the issue is with magic is you've got so many different tournament organi organizers, so many different things that are all supposed to be following the WPN, which I hate to say this. I'm not, no, I'd say it. fucking WPN sucks. Yeah. Wizards is horrible at, at, at player relations at, at anything, because yeah. all they care about, honestly, is selling the next set. Exactly. So either they need to get designing it, what's going to be changing. Right. Yeah. So so Wizards either needs to step it up or step out of the way. 
Sure. And, let, and, and, and some let kind of regulatory else. committee come in exactly. that actually would regulate mm -hmm. this and, sport. And not have it be, oh, it's Star City here, it's Channel Fireball here. No, 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 no. One unified one, front. One front that says, if you want to hold a tournament, and we play magic things we dealt with in high school. Right, exactly. And, and that's starting to become a thing in magic. Yeah. And it needs to stop. It does. Speaking of dickheads. Okay, let's talk about let's let's talk about my next rant because I'm on a I'm on a fucking I hate everything right now. Mo. Uh, online gaming. I, I, this is why I'm here, right? Because right. I provide the perspective of I don't hate everything. Yeah, right, right. I actually right. enjoy a lot of. Things. I hate everything. <laughs> so online gaming. I'm a 34 year old man. 35. How old am I? I was born in '84. I am 35. Okay. I was born in '83. Uh, well, when were you born? Okay, so I'm 34. Yeah. Cool. Alright, so I'm 34 years old, I work a lot of hours, <laughs> and I don't have time, a lot of time to devote to video games anymore, like, sure. I don't, uh, when I play my video games with my friends, and I'm, I'm talking about a very specific friend here, Okay. I just want to sit back and have fun playing with you guys, I don't need to win every fucking game, I don't need to be yelled at for making a wrong move, well, it's... Hold on. But see, this is not something that's new, right? No, it's not. It, it, the toxic it, video gamer is actually so, probably how a lot of these conversations got started in the first place. So, you, so listen, fuckers, when you're playing with your friends, it's just again about having fun. Like, like you don't like like realize that you're separated by thousands of hundreds of miles away. This is the only time you really get to interact with each other. Right. And the the best thing is these are people you know you've probably known forever. Sure. You know, these are your friends. You grew up with them. They moved far away. This is the only we, way you can... We share an interest in this. Right. Together. So fucking knock your shit off and have some fun. I think that's my problem is everyone forgot how to have fun. Well, see, but a lot of the games, right, I always, I always use Fortnite as an example, right? Because... Oh, this is Apex I'm talking about. Sure. So. Right. So Battle Royale it's type Battle games, Royale. right? Yeah. So the, 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 the toxicity in Fortnite comes a lot more... From 12-year-olds. Well, from a younger audience, sure. But a lot more from the idea that... You're playing because you're you're picking a specific function within the game environment. Right. How you support the rest of the team is right. a very specific idea. Right. And if you're new and you don't understand that idea, people are angry about that, right? Because they expect you to understand that right. idea. So I guess for me, it's just look take into take into account, guys, that there are new people that want to come in and join this game environment, and they may not be as as good at yet it as you, or not understand the complexity. So maybe instead of yelling at them. Explain to them what they're doing wrong calmly, so that they can understand how to better fit the game. How about just have fun? Because sometimes it's fun to grab a but pistol and run into fighting. Too, right? That could be fun too. If I, ah! if my healer is not doing his job, I'm not angry about that because he may be new, right? But I'm at least going to get on my headset and say, "Hey, so I don't know if you know or if you're new to this game, but you're actually the healer, so you should be doing that instead." <sighs> Instead, what you get is you suck. Yeah. Exploit. Get out of here. You yeah. suck at this. Why are you even playing this right. game? No, no. That's too calm. Like, we're not dropping, I, the, we're not dropping the N word or the F words that come it's out. It's true. It's true. It's, it's toxic. It's toxic as hell. It's like, terrible. Like, you know what? You, there, there are times and places to be an asshole, and there's times and places just to have fun. And you can do both. You can do both. You can be an ass and have a lot of fun. I, mean, I don't think you should be an ass, but but have fun. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> just just have fun and realize that this is your buddy. This is your friends. You know, I'm not talking about you playing with some rando. Just relax, chill, have fun. Oh, I agree. If the game gets to where you can't enjoy the game without winning every fucking time, stop Play playing that else. game. Yeah, right. Exactly. Stop. Yeah, it's not worth it. Because I, I do know people that get so frustrated playing games online that it even ruins their experience playing it solo, right? right? Where they don't even want to play the game anymore. And it's like, look, 
you know, most of these games have a solo gaming experience. I mean, most of the Battle Royale games don't because they're designed to be online games. Right. If you look at, like, Call of Duty, most of the Call of Duty games have some kind of single-player thing you can engage in. and Except for the new one. Yeah, that kind of bothered me, actually, about yeah. the new one. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so in all reality, I've seen people that get so frustrated by the idea of the online game that they don't even want to enjoy the game anymore. Well, that's wrong. Like, let's stop turning people off to video games. Just have fun. Right. This is a this is a thing that is enjoyable and has been enjoyable for all my life, pretty much. Well, and my argument is video games have taken place of the bar. It's taken place of the Thursday night bowling leagues for, for guys. Like, like I'm using guys as, as – as, it used to be you'd go out with your male friends and you would shoot darts or you'd go bowling. Now you sit at home and you play, play Call of Duty for like two hours, three hours. Yeah. And you go and you enjoy your life. Right. That's what that's meant to be. That's meant to be like get away. And let us get away. And and when you hop on and you're like, your friends are being assholes, stop, friends. Stop being assholes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just stop. Enjoy the game for what I it like, is. I like online games that, that, that don't expect such a competitive nature, right? We are playing myself and... You know, Zach and Lemur. Oh, whoa. Oh, you didn't say the last name. We're good. Zach, Zach and Lemur. <laughs> Zach's name will never be said. Look, if you, if you know us, you know who Zach and Lemur are. <laughs> if you don't know us, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it does, because Zach They're is, friends. Zach They're is terrified friends. of his name being out on the internet. Whatever. <laughs> They're our friends. And the three of us have been playing uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew. Yeah. Which is an online co-op game, right? But... It's not a it's not a competitive online co-op game. Like I could sign in and play this game with other random strangers and it would still be just as fun. Right? They wouldn't role play as much as we do when we're playing the game probably because we're kind of nerdy, nerdy. and we <laughs> love Star Trek. So we role play when we're when we're talking to each other on our headsets. But the point is, you could play the game without that and it would still be enjoyable. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan game. It's a four-player online co-op Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. I never experienced people yelling at me when I'm playing that game because it's it's not I'm not competing with you. We're all working toward the same goal. No one's yelling. Everyone's just excited. We're getting to that boss fight. Let's kill this boss. Yeah, let's do it. But we're excited about it. We're not angry because the one guy isn't pulling his weight as much as the rest of us. Well, it's normally see the thing is I find it's normally not the one guy not pulling its weight. It's there's that one guy in the group that's the tryhard. Well, of course. And that tryhard is the one that brings everybody down. Like it's gotten to the point where I'm like, oh, hold on, let me. Before I even hop online, let me see. Okay, so-and-so and so-and-so, I'm not playing that game. I'm going to go play this game. Right. Because fuck that, I'm not dealing with the tryhards. But the idea is you see a lot more of that in Battle Royale-type games or shooter games like COD and and Uh, Battlefield. Not not, not my particular person. You're talking about someone specific. I am. Because when we play Killing Floor 2, a strictly co-op game where it's just you versus a bunch of zombies, it's the same fucking thing. I just want to drink my beer... And have and fun. Enjoy your gaming experience. Because I got three hours, yeah. maybe, if I'm lucky, no, I get a it. week to play video games. Which is why you need a PlayStation so you can play I know, God. crew with the rest of us. If I could trade my Xbox in to get a PlayStation, I would, but GameStop uh, doesn't allow that to happen. Don't go to GameStop. Go to and, V-Stock. And my fucking, fucking Xboxes are so cheap and PlayStations are so expensive. PlayStations are not that expensive anymore. They're compared to the Xbox. Like, oh. I can't, and I can't find a PlayStation. Like, I can't find everything I see is the pros. Sure. I can't find a slim anywhere. Sure. Or whatever it's fucking called. It's called a slim. Yeah, I can't it's find a, a slim, slim It's got a smaller hard drive. And I don't want to buy a used console. I really don't. But it looks like I'm going to have to. I mean, but in all reality, there are, like I said, there are places. V-Stock is definitely a place where their used consoles are 
rigorously tested to make sure that they function properly before uh, they sell them back to you. I hope so. They are. That's probably where I'm going to have to go. I, I worked there for a little while. They are. So I'm going to have to go. Not to mention, they'll give you more for your trade-in than GameStop. I'm not going to trade in my Xbox. I'm well, going to no. keep my Xbox. I understand. But if you've, honest, got a, if you've got a stack of games, they'll give you more for your trade-in than GameStop will. I just, for sure. I just want a PlayStation. That's not an endorsement of V-Stop. That's just a fact. <laughs> but if you're a gamer in this area, don't go to GameStop. Thought, isn't V-Stop nationwide? Yeah, they've got like... They have other names for the stores, like one's called Smart Mart or Smart Smart. I don't know. Smart Smart? I don't know. What the fuck is Smart Smart? The, the shirt that I had when I worked there, right? It had like other companies' names on it that are all part of the same family. So they do the same thing? They do the same thing. Why can't they have the same fucking name? I don't know. That was always something that weirded me out. Like, like I would know when I go to McDonald's in Texas. It's the same McDonald's no, in New York. I agree. I, they just, for some reason, they had different names for these places. And maybe some of these places had a more specific focus, right? Maybe yeah, some of them are more specifically geared toward books. Okay. Because right? V-Stock is kind of a hodgepodge of everything. Yeah, V-Stock's, I love V-Stock. V-Stock's a nerdy Walmart. Yeah, I love V-Stock. It's a great place. Yeah, like it's I said, just... we're not endorsing this. They're not paying us anything. It's I mean, just, if you're if you're in the area and you're trying to trade in games, like it's the place to go. GameStop's they, gonna rip you off. They could pay us. I mean, they could, I, I guess. Mean, I'd, like, I'd like to get I don't it. think they will. No. No, because no, we wouldn't know who to charge. I got a hundred different fucking names. They do, yeah. <laughs> V-Stock's cool. But yeah, again, it's not an endorsement. It's just it's a it's a place to and then places like that, right? There are other places besides V Stop that do the same type of thing. And they're yeah, always slackers. they're always gonna give you more money than GameStop because GameStop Well, GameStop really it, isn't a game it, store anymore. Have you been in the GameStop lately? It's a hobby store. It's like it's like Hot Topic without the T shirts. No, they have T shirts. Oh, do they now? Yeah. Oh, okay <laughs> I was then. gonna say I it's bought like, a Rick and Morty t shirt. Okay, it's a hot topic that also sells a little bit of video games. Well, they sell a lot of video games. I mean, they, I still see. I'm the kind of guy like I still buy a lot of my my video games physically. Which, right? Like, truth be told, I have a lot of downloaded games also. Yes. But I prefer to buy a physical game, and so I frequent GameStop because most of the time on launch day, even though I didn't pre-order the game or hang around in a line at midnight trying to buy it, they still got some. Like, yeah, I can go in on launch day and pick up that new game I want. You should definitely buy physical copies. I mean, I agree. I, I feel the same about comic books that I do about video games, right? Yeah. Like, this is this is a this is an art form that if we want to keep alive, we have to support it. Well, uh, video games like moving more towards. Di- I mean, Xbox is getting released on Xbox Dude, One. PS4 and Xbox One were supposed to be digital only consoles. Yeah. Well, they're getting rid of them. When they first digital. announced that, everyone freaked out. Like, no, I'm not gonna buy my game. And you should. Like, you should be able to have that physical copy. I agree. What I hate about the Xbox, I don't know if PlayStation's the same way. But Xbox, if I put a disc in, I have to download that disc to my hard drive to play it. That's how all consoles are now, except for Switch, which I beautiful mean, Nintendo still <laughs> loading everything off the cartridge itself, because not necessarily off the hard drive I, of the game. I hate the that I had to put a disc in and wait two hours to play the fucking. Well, game. yeah, the reality is, when did we stop doing that? Right, because PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. You did put not, the disc did in. not make you install games onto your hard drive in order to access them. The disc is the game. Yes. Right? Like, I don't need to... This, this was a PC thing forever, right? PC gamers always have dealt with this. The game installs, and then you play it. Right. But console gamers, we had an advantage over PC gamers. That if we had a physical disc or a cartridge, that's all we needed. Turn the power on and, and go. And you can play it. You don't have to wait. You don't have to uh, download updates. You can just play the game. Bullshit is what it is. It is. Nintendo's still sticking to that. Well, because Nintendo's awesome. Reggie's retiring. I know. It's sad. He, was, he had a good run. But he's so young. Like, he's what? 50? I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, he's middle-aged. But the point is, the guy's probably uh, got enough money <laughs> at this point that retirement's <laughs> an option for him. 
rest of us got to wait till we're 60 before we get the chance whoa, to. Whoa, calm down now. You're, you're giving me hope that I can retire at 60. Yeah. Don't you stop that right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, man. No, but you know what? Okay, so I've spent a lot of time talking about bad things. A lot of good things going on. There is. Fucking role-playing games are awesome. Like, they're still doing amazing things with 5th edition. Pathfinder 2nd edition is coming out. We're getting a new Savage World system. Pathfinder 2nd edition did come out. Did I host it on Playtest? They released a like a beta book. Yeah, that's Playtest. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the Playtest. You had book. to buy it though. No, you you can go online and get it for free. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can. Like you I've have seen the, them in stores. This yeah. is the beta book. Yeah, you had the choice. You could either download it online, or you can go if you wanted the physical copy. You could go purchase the Playtest. Oh, okay. And then they were they, they were going to release uh, as the Playtest went on. They were going to release more and more like as they slim it down because the Playtest they just threw everything out there. Sure. Which is why it's very hard for me to talk about the playtest, our second edition being good or not, because I don't know what's going to stick and what's going to fall off. In all reality, the only thing I saw that was really different when I looked through the beta book was they've consolidated some things that really should have been consolidated. Because that's what Pathfinder, I think, did really well. Is it took a lot of the concepts of third edition D&D and kind of consolidated them and to make them a little simpler. Yeah. And so I think th- what I noticed of the beta is that's what second edition Pathfinder is doing. It's just kind of taking it a step further. Simplifying a little more because, like, fifth edition D anD D is super simple to learn quickly, right? Yeah. Your sheet is just one sheet as opposed to the, the few sheets that it used to be. You just have the one sheet. That's it. Unless yeah. you're using magic, just got the one sheet. One sheet, good to go. <laughs> and so, in that regard, it's actually simplified a lot of the concepts that but, kept new players from in, in trying it out. But they've also gone like if you actually get into it, they've gone a lot deeper. Like um, in fifth edition, how do you fight on the horseback? I don't know. I don't think I've ever tried that. I don't think I've ever done that in a 5th yeah. edition game. Pathfinder, you, you, they really don't tell you in 5th edition. Let me, let me get cut oh, to the okay. They okay. don't really tell you how to handle that. All right. Pathfinder, it's broken down. No, it's clearly defined. It's, here you go. Here you go. Here's, and like every scenario that could possibly happen. Right. Every different kind of terrain you could experience. there. Right. Whereas 5th edition, it goes, uh, you have advantage. Well, I would say that there's probably in 5th edition some idea that you would move a little quicker while you're on a horse too, right? Well, you maybe, have the pace of the animal. Maybe your speed gets doubled. Like you have the pace of the animal, but what happens on Rocky Train? What happens when you... Well, when, sure. Like, the, the rule is you have advantage while on horseback, fighting... fighting Non-horse. Right. Non, but no, 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 it, 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 it's just advantage on horseback. Well, what if I fight someone else on horseback? Right. If I'm fighting a mounted why, combatant, we should Why do I have advantage? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, the Fifth edition, we're four years in now? Yeah. Give or take. It's time to start putting out some source material that isn't exactly just adventures. All I'm saying. Well, no, they've done that, right? The Volo's Guide to Monsters. Volo's Guide is just re- mostly reprint of adventures. There's a couple new things in it, but no, it's mostly... It's, it's, a, it's basically a bestiary. Yeah, from the adventures. Most of it's from the adventures. No, but it's still a bestiary. From the adventures. So, there's, so instead of you buying all the adventures... You just bought the bestiary and got the reprint of all the adventures. I mean, that matters because if I had all the adventures and I bought Volo's Guide, I'd be pissed. That's, uh, yeah, I guess yeah. That's true. <laughs> it's, it's a lot nicer to be able to look it up all in one book. Though. I'm not disagreeing with you. They should do more of this and less of the adventures and give me some more options. Well, but I think that's that's one of the things I was talking about is they're trying to keep it as they're trying to keep it simple. 
so that it's still accessible to new players because for a long time it wasn't. I mean, fourth edition was pretty accessible to new players. Not really. Third edition was very accessible to new players. Third edition was not yes, accessible was. to new players. When the, thir- when the first, when third edition first what came out, what are you out, talking about? Spent you Twenty bucks. There was still a bunch of complicated ideas that if you didn't know them, you had a lot of well, reading to do. Well, yeah, but the only way we learned to play these games was by reading. The only way we learned to play third edition was by reading because third edition was so different from second edition. I actually had somebody teach me third edition because I'd been playing second edition well into third edition's lifespan still. Oh yeah. And someone came to me and said, "Have you tried third edition?" I'm like, "No, I don't want to." And they were like, <laughs> "No, it's actually really simple. Here, let me let me show you." It's but not. It's not it's that not simple. simple. It's, it's not simple. <laughs> it's like it's not that simple. <laughs> it's hard. The, the, the thing I'm talking about though, when when it comes to being accessible to new players, is like I said, when you look at a fifth edition sheet. It's a lot more simple than any character sheet, even Pathfinder, which pretends and, and does a good job at being a simplified third edition. Yeah, yeah. The fifth edition sheet is simpler than that even. Yeah. Right? It's just, it's when, it's not as intimidating to be a new player playing Except fifth edition. We've got to the point now where I really don't care. Well, but you're an old school gamer. I am an old school gamer and I want you, something for me. You want, I mean, but you also want to you know, your 10-year-old child to be able to enjoy it, I too. don't have a 10-year-old child, but when I do, we'll right. play 5th edition. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying in general, right? Like, yes, I'm an old-school gamer, but I started playing these kinds of games when I was 10. Yeah, but you were playing 2nd edition, which was the most complicated edition of D&D ever. Well, but I didn't read that either. Actually, Someone that, taught actually, me how to play that, too. So so complication doesn't matter. We just teach you to play. Yeah. I mean, you just, I mean, that's it. Well, but for some people, complication does matter. If they're going to sit down and learn the game, that means they're going to sit down and read the book. And well, some of those concepts are confusing unless you're already familiar with how they work. You know what a good game was? Mm-hmm. Or is? The new Star Trek role-playing game. Yeah, I haven't read it. It's so good. We did the old one, and I, I like I the old one. I love the old like this one, but this one's better. So much so Zach. The old one was so good. Zach picked, Zach's like, yeah, this is better. All right. Well, like, it's, I would trust Zach. He's, <laughs> he's a Star but, Trek aficionado and a game. Roger, but Zach knows. <laughs> Zach knows what's good. No, it's not that I don't trust you. I just, I really liked the old one. I did too. And I, again, I spent most of third edition's life still playing second edition because I'm the kind of guy, I don't like a new system. That's <laughs> scary to me. <laughs> when it's perfect, I like it and I don't want to change. Well, to be fair, the old one. Old did. Savage Worlds was great. Yeah, and was. I didn't want it to change. And then they changed it and it was terrible. What did they change that you hated? I just didn't like new Savage Worlds. The new one looks really good. Like the new Savage Worlds. I haven't looked into yeah. the, the, they, they, the, the recent They changed a lot of... Um, redundancy smoothed it out because savage world is meant to be just fast like right. just go uh, but also you're the kind of guy you love deadlands and I, you can admit that new deadlands is terrible no, compared yeah, to old deadlands yes, but do you know why because they statted stone well it doesn't matter whatever that's, changes that's, that's, whatever that's changes why. that makes it worse is not the point no, the, point is, the point is you can look at it and and be stubborn about it right and go i don't want to change but, this is great but i'm getting ready to run deadlands hell on earth in savage worlds Okay. Because I will not run original Deadlands of Savage Worlds because it's dead in stone. It's not because the system's bad. I think the, I think the Savage World system is fine. It's a good, great system. Especially for what you were talking about earlier, ease of access. It is such a simple system to pick up and play. Sure. Um, but you don't stat stone. All if right. you stat them, they can kill them, and that was... No. All right. No. Which is why so Deadlands like D20 didn't work. I liked the deck of cards thing, too, yeah. from the old one. I thought that was cool. Yeah, no, I, I love... Look, we all know, listeners of a long time know, Deadlands will always be my favorite role-playing game. 
Yeah, and the only time I ever played it was with you, and we played the old one, and I liked the card system. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run Deadlands again. I'll play it. I liked it. That's what I like to hear. But, I, you know, honestly, what I want to run, or, or what we've been talking about with some friends, is the six-gun system that they adapted from Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds system? Yeah. I'll fucking play that. Because I've read all of Six Gun, and I feel like I could write a pretty interesting story that takes place in that world. I'll play that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Caitlin's got the books. I'll in fact, it. I think I, I bought them for her. I think I have the Six Gun role-playing game, because I think John pulled it aside for Yeah, there's me. only like three books yeah. that they released. Because one I had, was an adventure, and the other two were like because yeah, well, back in the books. Back in the day, I had well, my Player's hand books. Yeah. I had Six Gun, and I walked in, and John went, here, I put this in your pool for you. And I went, fuck it. I don't know what it is. It says Six Gun. I'm a nerd. Let's go. Right. Um, well, not to mention, if you bought it early, they they like the the people who published it sent out cool little six gun stuff. Like there was poker chips. Oh yeah, yeah. There was little six gun poker chips that oh, you got. So like happy and sad. We we gave them all away. I think before you bought yours. There's no because it was like me. you. Well, no, but it was like you. It, this was a special thing. Like you came in and bought this early, and uh, until we were out of them, here's a cool six gun poker chip. <laughs> I uh, so I'm reading again. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Daredevil's really good. Daredevil's kind of always up and down. It's great sometimes, and then other times it can be just kind of boring. See, I've always thought Daredevil just maintains that line of just constant goodness. No, because during Shadowland, it was terrible. Okay, yes, Shadowland was bad. But it wasn't bad because Shadowland was bad. It was because the lead-up and the execution of it was bad. And all that lead-up happened in Daredevil. Yeah. (laughs) That's where they brought that story. Truth be told, they had one good concept. The one good concept. One lawyer. No. <laughs> During Shadowlands, they had one good okay. concept. Okay, what was that? And that concept? one good concept was the idea that if Matt is a hand ninja and he's running this clan, that he kicks all the cops out of Hell's Kitchen and just rules it himself. I thought that was a really interesting concept of a corrupt Matt Murdock who says, you know what? The cops are ineffective. My ninjas are going to run this area now. And he just shoved all the cops out. That was a cool concept. Everything around that concept was bad. <laughs> that concept at the core is what made me buy Shadowland as a story. And I was very disappointed, obviously. But it's yeah, what it's yeah, what yeah, made yeah. me buy the story because I was like, okay, this is going outside the purview of Daredevil. And because of what he's done in Hell's Kitchen, he's now caught the attention of the Avengers, who think he's a psycho. <laughs> but, okay, so you bring up one bad story arc. It's a bad one. Yeah, no, it's not. Not to mention that the story arc where they unmasked him was a bad story arc, too. And I like Brian Michael Bendis quite a bit. I think Brian Michael Bendis is a little overrated. He is. Everything uh, he does is not gold. I think Brian Michael Bendis' best works were before he got popular. Like, I didn't like Brian Michael Bendis writing X-Men. Nope. I loved him writing Avengers. Nope. I liked him His writing... His new Avengers stuff was so good. Jinx, Goldfish. Like, to me, sure. that's when Bendis was amazing. Sure. But you gotta, you gotta remember... Ultimate Spider-Man. You gotta remember, too, you, when you bring him into the world that's already established, he doesn't get to... His creative juices don't get as much flow as they usually would... So the reality is, as a writer, some of the stuff you see him do that's not his own is going to suffer because you've seen him do his own stuff. Yeah. You've seen him do his own creations in his own world. Awesome. It's awesome. But like like I said, New Avengers, I mean, when he changed up the roster, when he introduced, uh, you know, the core cast of Avengers as Luke Cage, Wolverine, Spider-Man, Dr. Voodoo, Jessica, like that was a great run of Avengers that led up to Disassembled. Alias was a good run. Alias was great. Yeah. Yeah. His the original take on I mean, but but he also got credit for making Jessica Jones who she is. Yes. And maybe that's where they should put these talents. 
Yeah. I mean, he's writing Superman now, and his Superman stuff's been great. Like, he jumped ship. He's working yeah, for no, DC he's now. But, but, but Superman needs a revamp. Like, he also wrote one of the short stories in Detective Comics 1000. Did he? Yeah. Was it good? Yeah. It wasn't the best one. No, Scotty Young. Like, Scotty Young should have drawn issue 1000. <laughs> Uh, they actually got a bunch of different artists. They got some really big artists to come back for 1,000, like Kelly Jones. For, for the Neil cover? Adams. No, to do the interior oh, for really? the short story, right? Because it's like six or seven little short stories. And they got some huge talent. Like Scott Snyder got to write one. Yeah. Um, Paul Dini got to write one, I think. There's just so many fucking covers. Co writes. Oh, yeah. They did like 60. They did like 1,000. They did 60. 1,000. <laughs> for Batman 1,000. There's 1,000 different covers. The, the covers that you as a comic retailer could get access to were 60. Right. 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 But we really did 1,000. Variants and other things that they do for exclusive comic shops around the country, that's different. No, it's insane. Like, collecting comics is, is so hard to do now because there's so many exclusives. Yeah, but, but in all reality, like, when I... I didn't ask them to pull Detective 1000 for me at the comic shop I go to, but I went over to, they had plenty of copies. Like I went over to the shelf and they had a whole bunch of covers, yeah. you know, 20 different covers sitting on the shelf. And I just skimmed to an artist that I liked. And you're like, I'll take this one. I picked up Greg Capullo's cover. I was like, I like Greg Capullo. He's uh, one of my favorite Batman artists. This is the one I'm going to buy. Have you been? I didn't feel the need to buy every one of them. You know, around here, there's a new, there's a comic shop. Um, Jason's comics. I think it's called. Uh, That's weird. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> Uh, it, it's down on – it's in St. Charles. Um, down past – like, you don't go to Main Street, Old Town St. Charles, but you keep going down Fifth Street until you pass the hospital. It's a small little <clears throat> small little store about the size of your this area plus your kitchen. Okay. Okay, so it's a real small comic shop. But you go in, what the guy specializes in is variants and older issues. Sure. And it's an amazing little store. Bugs Comics did that for a long time. Yeah, they, really only, they really only had older stuff, and then you would get variants. Bugs Comics creeped me out, though. Why? Because the first time I walked in there, I, it was towards the end of, of Bugs Comics' lifespan, and like I was afraid I was going to die from the ceiling falling out. That's where I met Tony Baker. Is it? Yeah, did he, he work there? there? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, a long time ago. Well, was it was, was the ceiling falling down? I don't remember. Because this one, the ceiling was falling down. Kind of, I mean, I've been a, me. you know, most of my comics have been bought at the fantasy shop over the years because I started going there when I was a child. What about <laughs> Comic Relief? You ever been out there? Yeah. I've never been to that store. He just recently expanded. Like, he, he? he bought, or he rented the space next door that was empty and expanded his shop. You have never been there? It, it was weird when it was small. It's nice now. Is it? Yeah, okay. he's got, like, a chance to spread out. He's also got the back issues in the drawers, Ooh. which I always thought was really cool. It takes up less space. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to Newcastle now. They're nice. Yeah. I've They're been nice. there. It's a nice store. There's really, like, Star Clippers is too far away. Yeah. And it's all the way downtown now. Yeah, it's downtown. When it was down on the loop, it was, you know, it was nice. hey, I'll drive downtown. Right. But if I'm, I'm on the loop, I'll pop in. I'm not driving downtown to my comics. No, that's I, First off, when you live in St. Louis, you stay away from St. Louis. That's just the rules. Yeah. You're like hockey, baseball. I hate going down only there. time I'm going, going down downtown. there. We went down there for the Weezer concert last weekend, and... Yeah, I hate I hate being downtown. I hate parallel parking. Uh, just everything about that whole everything about how crowded everything is down there just gives me anxiety. But it's scary. It's not and scary. Stupid. I go down there for the zoo, and that's not really the zoo's downtown. not really downtown, right? Yeah, it's like say the zoo's right next to the science center. It's on right? the outskirts. It's yeah. like it's like downtown is closing, and yeah, yeah, we gotta go. How long have we been doing this? Uh, we're at forty minutes. That's a perfect time. Yeah, is it? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jason, this is fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. We should get back into the rhythm like, of doing like, this like, every week. Yeah, I think, I think I'll see you next week. Uh, 
Website, entertainthegeeky.com, Facebook, all the good stuff there. Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Jason knows more about it than me because he's a tech guy. It's, uh, yeah, it's facebook.com slash entertain, entertainmentgeeky. <laughs> <laughs> it is twitter.com slash entertaingeeky, and we are on Instagram at entertaingeeky. And we've, we've, we post stuff to uh, you know Instagram every now and again. I mean, I'm, We're, we're going to start. No, I mean, I post stuff because I'm, I'm the kind of guy who sits on my phone and, like, downloads cool pictures or posters for new movies and stuff. And I just, like, I'm just like, well, it's Instagram. It's a photo-based <laughs> list for, works for what we're trying to so do. So here, here's a cool image of Captain America that I found. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> comment, subscribe. Uh, anything you want to say before we sign off? Uh, no, just check out the website where we've got some trailer breakdowns. I've got a end game, the most recent end game trailer breakdown. That's going to be up sometime this week. And we're going to talk about that on, on nerd news. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to hit the new show and we're, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah. Check out nerd news. That's where we're, we're going to kind of quasi continue this party, but it's going to be more informative and awesome. I've always, I've always tried to keep my show less opinionated and more informative and uh, magic players. Stop being dicks. I think everybody just stop being yeah, dicks. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, everyone. Stop, everybody, being, stop, stop being, being dicks. dicks. Be nice to people. Treat people like humans should treat other humans. Yeah. Just saying. Stop being dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to catch you guys, I mean, next week, right? Yeah, I got nothing going on. I'll be here. Yeah. All I'll right. be here. Well, stay geeky.